Slow nigga like man, you're interrupting my game. Ride up. On who bro? Bro, I can't hear you say that again? Ride out on who? I'm coming to give me two minutes, two minutes, I'm there, I'm there, I'm there. And guys, that's why the manager of Ikhwan Muslimin is a very different. Yo, we did, bro. Yo, we did, bro. Relax, man. We did, bro. You said it's a ride out. Ach, we're not onto the Ikhwanis like that, man. A simple refutation would be enough. But you said it's a ride out. Yeah, bro, but in the car, man. The show. Ride out in the car, man. Just the clothes, bro. Austin Candy crushes Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu brothers and sisters Today the weather was extremely hot So we thought Let's get a convertible And not just any convertible Let's get an M4 And not just any M4 M4 competition pack Let's get into the car Talk a bit about the episode 3 litre engine Over 400 horsepower All of that going to the rear wheels You know what that means right? This car is crazy In fact you know what? I'm not even going to talk too much. Let the car do the talking. Let's get into the episode. This episode was a matting. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah, ma ba'd, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Brothers and sisters, welcome to today's episode of Ride Out. And today we are in the BMW M4 competition. I think, given that the range of SVR, I'm not sure. Right now we don't have an episode for it. We're trying to re record it because there was bad weather on that day, so we couldn't get the actual um, shots of the car. Um, so considering the episodes we do have right now, the M140i, the Audi RS3, uh, the V-Class, the X5, um, it's weird because this video will probably come out before all of those ones. <laughs> so people watching are going to be like, what are we talking about? We ain't seen any episodes like that. 
Um, this might be the first episode. This might even be the first episode of the show. If it is, welcome to Ride Out, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I think this is definitely the best car we've had so far. Between this and the SVR, but like I said, we don't have the, um, the SVR, uh, the actual episode from that. So we thought, you know what? This is a uh, serious, serious car. So we did it justice by giving it a serious, serious topic. Yeah. Now, obviously, I'm sure most people already know, but you've got about five, six, seven admins on your Instagram account, mm. right? Uh, myself being one of them. So I must have been, um, I don't know what I was doing, but a notification came up and I just saw like, bare man just getting onto you. Like, I was thinking, what's he done now? So then I went to the video and it was basically a video. Maybe we can play the video here. The first thing I want to talk to you about is the virtues of money. Because money is not all evil. For a person to say money is the root of all evil is a person who really doesn't know what he's talking about. Because money is really and truly a reflection of your heart. If your heart has good inside of it, then what you do with that money is good. Like if your heart has evil inside of it, then what you would do with that money is bad. The same way a cup can be used to drink milk and water, and a cup can be used to drink what? Alcohol. The same way a knife can be used to cut vegetables, it can be used to kill a person. So it's not that instrument or the thing in and within itself that's bad, like it's the person who's using it. So just to mention some of the virtues behind going out there to earn money. Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَآخَرُونَ يَضْرِبُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ يَبْتَغُونَ فَضْلًا يَبْتَغُونَ مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala mentioned that there was a group of people who they went out, they go out onto the earth seeking the virtue of Allah, the rizq of Allah, the provision, the sustenance that Allah has put on the earth. They go out there searching for it, meaning they're working, they're hustling, they're grinding, they go out there looking for money to pay bills, to feed their families, to feed themselves. They do that. And Allah said there's another group. They go out there and what? They fight in the path of Allah. They're mujahideen fi sabilillah azza wa jal. Which group here is better? Umar ibn Khattab anhu, he mentioned that for me to die, this is the tafsir of the Sahabi. That's why we say follow the Salaf al-Salih. Follow them because their understanding of the Quran and the Sunnah is better than my understanding, better than your understanding. So how did this great Sahabi narrate, explain this ayah? It's narrated, um, the reference is Sa'id ibn Mansur and Ibn, ibn Mundir and Ibn Humaid, rahimahumullah wa ta'ala, they record this. And Umar al-Khattab is a sahabi who narrated it. And it's authentic insha'Allah. Where he said, for me to die. Umar said, for me to die between my stock. You know, when you go out there and you're selling things. For me to die between my stock. Whilst I'm seeking the rizq of Allah on the earth. He said, أَحَبُّ مِنْ أَنْ أُقْتَلَ مُجَاهِدًا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى He said, that is more beloved for me. Than for me to die as one who's fighting the path of Allah. Why? He said, قَدَّمَ الَّذِينَ يَضْرِبُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ يَبْتَغُونَ مِنْ فَضْلِهِ Because he said, Allah, when he mentioned these two groups, the one he mentioned first, was the ones who were going out there to seek halal risk. They were going out there to seek halal money. They were going out there to work and earn halal provision for themselves and their family. Allah, he said, Allah mentioned them before he mentioned those who go out there and fight in the path of Allah. And then he mentioned the ayah, وَآخَرُونَ يَضْرِبُونَ فِي الْأَرْضِ يَبْتَغُونَ مِنْ فَضْلِ اللَّهِ وَآخَرُونَ يُقَاتِلُونَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ Now pay attention. It is not every time that tartib 
sequence, order of something being mentioned first and something being mentioned last that it's a proof that that thing is better it's not all the time like in sometimes it can be and the proof for us that here it is better is because Umar explained it like that Umar understood this ayah here the sequence of Allah placing the one going out to seek rizq first is Allah indicating that it's better to us and that's tafsir of a sahabi so there's khair in it there was a video of you talking about how um, grinding is in some ways more virtuous than jihad yeah, in the way of Allah, in the path of Allah and what people were saying basically is like you're basically like moving like a bit of a sellout mm. like you know jihad is something from the religion why is it that you are shying away trying to make it out as if like, oh yeah like go make money making money is better than jihad jihad which is if you die during jihad you become a shaheed one of the highest ranks a person can attain is the rank of a shaheed now why is it that you constantly because even the other day you, there was a promo that you recorded right with um, the brother aslam on you know the holding on to the sunnah is 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 is, is, is better than um, than jihad, and it, it just seems like you're always trying to run away from jihad. Like, are you trying to are you trying to you know please Boris Johnson? Is it prevent? Is it you know charity commission or you know what is it? Why is it that it seems as if you're always quite anti jihad? And I'm not saying that you should be pro jihad at this very moment, meaning telling people to go 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 do jihad where you know what jihad. But why is it that you seem to always be talking about jihad in a very very negative aspect? Um, Instead of like a more balanced approach, because very rarely do we hear jihad spoke about in a positive light, unless it's from ISIS. So, what's your you know your take or your view on that? ISIS don't talk about jihad; they talk about fitna, something else. They don't do jihad. Okay. They don't do jihad. We'll talk about that later. Uh -huh. without a shadow of a doubt, jihad is a part of the deen. Alhamdulillah, I don't think no one can come to me, to my face, tell me that I'm a sellout or anything like that. Mm. I've got videos where I've talked about jihad in a very open and direct way. Mm. Uh, and we shouldn't feel no shyness about it. I mean, the kuffar, they put it across as something very virtuous to join the army of your country and to die defending your country's honor and yeah. whatever have you. So we have an institution in our religion to defend our religion. Why should we feel shy? Why should we feel this complex about talking about this great institution that was used to what? Relieve the people from the shackles of shirk. Yeah. And oppression from... I mean, the oppression of shirk which is a great oppression and even the oppression of what? Other human beings, like for example, the Jews of Spain yeah. actually sent letters over to the Muslims in North Africa come and liberate us from our Christian oppressors. Really? Yeah, they actually begged them, come and take off over our land so you can free us from our struggle. So oh. they wanted to be under the jizya, pay the jizya tax and to be, to, to have the status of being um, uh, dhimmi basically. So I'm saying jihad is a, is a, in and within itself, it's a beautiful, if understood correctly and done correctly, yeah. it's a beautiful constitution. I feel, an institution, I feel, I feel no two ways about saying that, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, I'm not like certain people that are going to teach the book of, uh, a book of fiqh and when it comes to kitab of jihad, they'll close it. Because they're too scared to talk about it. What I think people are getting onto me for, which I think is really ignorant, yeah. is that jihad is not the most virtuous thing in our religion. It yeah. is from the virtuous things 
but it's not the most virtuous thing. Do you understand? Right. Um, it's not the most virtuous thing unrestrictedly. And even when you observe time and place, there's time and place where it is more virtuous than other places where it's not as virtuous. A clear cut example of that is the days of Hajj. The Prophet clearly said that there is no act of worship that you do in these 10 days more beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than what you do in these 10 days. The Sahaba said, said, even jihad in the path of Allah. The Prophet said, even jihad in the path of Allah. Except for a man who goes out there with his life and his wealth and he comes and come back with nothing. In fact, everything is dead basically. He loses everything. His life and his wealth, he dies. Nothing is better than that. Do you understand? Yeah. So, so, there is time where some things are greater than other things and there's places where some things are greater than other things. Does that make sense? Uh -huh. So now let's apply that to our situation. Ibn Taymiyyah ta'ala, Shaykhul Islam, Mujahid. Mujahid, he was a Mujahid. You want to sell out? The one who told me Shaykhul Islam was a sell out? Yeah, yeah. He said many places, even the Kitab Salim Masul, where he defended the, uh, we talked about the ones who insulted the Prophet Isa Islam, and many of the places where Muslims give Majmu'ah Fatawa, that in the Quran there are ayat of sabr, patience. Yeah. And in the Quran there are ayat of jihad. jihad. Ayat of Qital, fighting. Yeah. Fighting. He said when the Muslims are in a position of strength, they implement the ayat of Qital. Because they're able to fight now. When the Muslims are in a state of weakness, they implement the ayat of Sabr. Does that make sense? So 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 when you look at us right now, the Muslims, the Muslims are not in a position of jihad. Okay? Right. They don't have the ability. Pay attention. There are conditions to jihad. And I can mention all eight of them, inshallah ta'ala, if you like. From the first of those eight conditions is ability. Yeah. We have to satisfy all eight conditions in order to be able to do it. Yeah. You don't even satisfy the first. So you want me to say and talk to brothers and sisters. But what does it mean when you say ability? Like ability so look what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said to the Prophet Okay, uh, and, and, and the Sahaba. Allah said, Ya ayyuhal nabi. Allah said, O messenger. Harrid al-mu'minina al qital. Allah said, O, o Prophet. Prepare the believers for battle. Yeah. Prepare them for battle, okay? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, If there is 20 of you, you'll be able to overcome what? 200. So Muslims will be able to fight what? One to the ratio of 20. 10. 20 to 200. Oh, sorry, yeah. 10, so 10. one to the ratio of 10. So for every one Muslim, he'll be able to fight how many? 10. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you're fighting more than 10, if you're fighting more than 10, then you can retreat from the battle. Yeah. But if you're fighting up to 10 for every one man, yeah. you can't say I don't have ability. Mm. You can't say I don't have ability. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Allah said up to 10. One Muslim for every 10 men, you can't run away. But then in the next ayah, I said, Al-ana khaffafallahu ankum wa alima anna feekum ba'fa. Yeah. Allah said, and now Allah has made it easy for you. وَعَلِمَ أَنَّ فِيكُمْ ضَعْفًا And Allah knows that there is weakness inside of you. Who's Allah talking to? The Muslims. Which Muslims? The companions. The companions. They're greater than us. They're stronger than us. Yeah, Allah says, وَعَلِمَ أَنَّ فِيكُمْ ضَعْفًا And then we have come to know that there is what inside of you? There is weakness. So what was the, what was the ease? Allah said, فَإِيَّكُمْ مِنْكُمْ مِئَةٌ صَابِرَةٌ يَغْلِبُوا مِئَتَيْنٌ yeah. Now it's one for every two. Does that make sense? So before ability was, you have to be able to what? 
if there's if you're one Muslim and there's ten men in front of you, yeah. you have the ability. Now if you're one Muslim and there's two men in front of you, what happened? You don't have the ability. How does that work? Say that again? So what's the Allah lessened it basically. Yeah, yeah. So now the ability is what? Two. It's two. Now, so basically if the Muslims are outnumbered two to one, if they outnumber two to one, they have the ability. If they outnumbered more than two to one, three to one, four to one, five to one, it's not permissible for them to retreat. Okay. They don't have the ability now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brother, the Muslims outnumbered <laughs> today. Yeah, 100%. Are they outnumbered more than two to one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many Muslims are there in the world? Uh, a billion. 1.4 billion. So how, many, how, many, how many? How many? How many? How many? How many? Kufar? Five billion plus. Six. Yeah, yeah six. five billion plus. And of those Muslims, how many of them are practicing? How many? How many? How many? How many, how many even pray? How many of those Muslims that say they're Muslim are actually Muslim? Don't worship graves. Don't. don't you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Now it's true. <coughs> you are allowed to be patient with an army that outnumbers you ten to one. You can. You can be patient with an army that outnumbers you more than two to one. You can be. For example, uh, the Battle of Yarmouk, mm. when the Muslims were what, 20,000 Muslims against 120,000 Romans? So, one to six. So, they will say, look at that. They were outnumbered more than two to one, yeah. yet they still fought. Yeah. Why are you encouraging the Muslims? To, why are you discouraging the Muslims and making them act like they're weak? Mm. Pay attention. You are allowed to be patient. To yeah. fight the ones that outnumber you, as long as there is a chance of you winning. When there is certainty you will lose, you are not allowed to. You know why? Because Allah said in the Quran, Do not throw yourselves into destruction with your own hands. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. You're gonna commit suicide. Then it's haram for you to do it. Now you have to retreat. Do you understand? So actually, ability is something that's there. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ability is there. Something that's something that's there. And you have to understand something. Yeah. You see, when these companions, yeah. like the Battle of Ahzab, for example, yeah. when they had this, when like the companions, we can say they had ability. Uh-huh. You can argue that, right? In the Battle of Badr, they outnumbered what? How much? Three to, one. Three to one. You can say, you know what? They still had ability. Yeah. But do you understand that these companions, they were not relying on their pure strength. Allah. Allah was aiding them. For example, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَرَضَ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِغَيْذِهِمْ لَمْ يَنَالُوا خَيْرًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Sorry, Afwan, different ayah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said with regards to the battle of, of Badr, Allah said, بَلَا إِن تَصْبِرُوا If you're patient, وَتَتَّقُوا And you come in taqwa. Okay? وَيَأْتُوكُمْ مِنْ فَوْرِهِمْ هَذَا يُمْدِدُكُمْ رَبُّكُمْ بِخَمْسَةِ آلَافٍ مِنَ الْمَلَائِكَةِ مُسَوِّمِينَ Allah said, Allah will send down 5,000 angels yeah. to back you. Yeah, yeah. Pay attention. Okay. Allah said, وَمَا جَعَلَهُ وَمَا جَعَلَهُ اللَّهُ إِلَّا بُشْرًا Allah said, and these angels, we're not sending them down except for a glad tiding, لَكُمْ for you. وَلِتَطْمَ إِنَّ قُلُوبُكُمْ بِهِ And to give your heart peace and tranquility. Allah said, we're not sending the angels down to give you victory. The angels are there just to make you feel good. Just to relax you. Allah said, we're sending 5,000 angels. وَمَنْ نَصْرُ إِلَّا مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ الْعَزِيزِ الْحَكِيمِ But victory, Allah said, comes from Him. Victory came from Allah. Makes sense. Okay, you know what the powerful point here is Allah is teaching you? Tawheed. 100%. These companions are Tawheed, Akhi. Akhi, one of them 
We say to the come to the Messenger of Allah, he said, my sword is broken. The Prophet took up a branch from the tree and gave it to him. He said, go fight with this. Akhi is fighting with a branch in the, tree, in the war. Akhi is, is, that, is that his ability that's making him fight? That's Iman, Habib. That's Tawheed. The man takes a branch from a tree and he's slicing up the kuffar with it. Yeah. Akhi, that's Tawheed. Yeah. And that's why, that's why, yeah. there are things, if you want victory, victory has prerequisites. Okay? There are conditions that you need to meet, for example, Qudra, ability, Hurriya, freedom. You have to have permission of your parents, it's the condition of jihad. You have to have what? You have to be a man. You have to have reached uh, the age of taklif. You have to be able to, you know, a person who's reached puberty and is saying, have to have an imam. Have to have a Muslim ruler. Yep, yep. Yeah, you have permission of the Muslim ruler. You need to have wudhuhuraya. Your banner needs to be clear. What is the banner? Is it nationalism? Is it patriotism? The Prophet said, whoever fights under a blind banner, he rebuked that. Sallallahu What is your cause? What is it? Are you fighting for your sect? Are you fighting for your firqa? Are you fighting for your hizb? Yeah. Are you fighting for Allah? Is it what? For Allah's kalima to be high, la ilaha illallah. Pay attention. What's jihad for? La ilaha illallah to be high. Do you know la ilaha illallah? Do you know what it means? You're going to tell me it means there's no God but Allah. No, it doesn't mean there's no God but Allah. Yeah. That's a lie. That's not what la ilaha illallah means. Yeah. La ilaha illallah does not mean that. Mm-hmm. It means uh, then you're going, to, you're going to tell me like a parrot what it means. La ma'buda bihaqqin illallah. Where did you get haqqin from? There's no God worthy to be worshipped truth except Allah. Where did you get haqqin from? In truth. Yeah, don't yeah, don't don't be a parrot because you heard us say it. Yeah. You tell me what's the delete for it? Yeah. Do you understand it? What does ilah mean? What are you gonna do when your saqadi comes to you with a new shubha? That ilah I don't even mean ilah anymore, ilah means rub. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What's the meaning of rub and ilah? Yeah. You can't tell me what la ilah illah means. Jihad is the what make la ilah illah high. Yeah. You don't know la ilah illah. What are his pillars? What are his conditions? What's this meaning? Meaning it's just people are just jumping on the hype. They're, they're just jumping, jumping on, the, on, on like a bandwagon. Like, they're yeah, yeah, jihad, jihad. Akhi, akhi. And they don't even know the reality. You don't even know the reality. You don't even know the reality. Not just, not just that. It's not just la ilaha illallah you need to know when it comes to jihad. It's Muhammad Rasulullah you need to know when it comes to jihad. Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. You know what? Uh, look, look at this. Look at this athra of Abdullah ibn Sa'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He said, he said, he said, darab ala sunnah am ala bid'atin. He said, did you, when you fought in the battle, did you fight according to the sunnah? Or did you fight upon bid'ah? To show you that jihad is of all types. A sunni jihad, and a bid'i jihad. Yeah. Hudayfit ibn Iman radiallahu ta'ala anhum, he asked Abu Musa al-Ash'ali. And the narration came in many ways. Yeah. One way Abu Musa al-Ash'ali is asking, and when a third person is also asking. Ala kulli hal, it came in this way. Hudayfit asked Abu Musa al-Ash'ali radiallahu ta'ala anhum. What did he say to him? What did he say to him? He says to him, <laughs> he says to him, he said, a man, he said, Araita, do you see? A Rajul, Kharaja bi Saifi, a man, he leaves with his sword, okay? Wadaraba, he strikes, Wadaraba, Wakutila Afwan, he strikes and then he's killed himself, so he fights. He fights for the sake of Allah and then he himself is killed for the sake of Allah. Yeah. He was seeking the face of Allah through it. He was doing it sincerely for Allah's sake. Yeah. He got killed for Allah's sake. Yeah. Would he enter paradise? 
That's what Musa said. He said, yeah. And then he said, what? He said, we're not into paradise. He said, you're wrong, Abu Musa. Why, 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 why? He said, if he goes out there, seeking the face of Allah, what? According to the command of Allah. According to the commandment of Allah. Subhanallah, meaning it has to be with knowledge with the, of According the command of Allah. Sunnah. According to the Sunnah. Sawab. Yeah. He said, what? Has to be according to what? Uh, 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 that which is correct. Allah's sawab. Do you understand? Yeah. So what's sawab? Uh, like, what's right? The sunnah. Oh, wait, one second. In a, in a... In other words, it can't. In other words, it can't have bid'ah in it. Mm -hmm. It has to be according to what Allah commanded, yeah. not what you command. No, no, not your innovative jihad. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the Sahaba understood there's a Sunni jihad, eh? Bid'ah jihad. Okay, what was the first bid'ah that come out? The Khawarij. And what was the bid'ah in? Iman. Iman and Khuruj and jihad. Yeah. They done jihad against who? The companions, the Muslims. Yeah. What is jihad? Is jihad against Muslims called jihad? No. It's not even called jihad. Yeah. It's called fitna. Yeah. So it's a bid'ah. So Akhi, you're telling me you wanna you want me to talk about jihad? Yeah. You want me to talk about jihad? Billahi alaykum. Ma'indakum qudra. You don't have ability. You don't have a leader. Your banner is not clear. Okay? You don't know his conditions. You never studied ahkam. And what's greater upon that is that the two foundations upon which jihad is built, La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah, you don't even know it. And this is why the Salaf would say, this is why the Salaf would say, Imam Abu Ubaid Al Qasim ibn Salam, ta'ala, he said, Al Mu'tabi'u. A man who's following the Sunnah is like the one who's holding on to a jamr, a, 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 a piece of charcoal that's burning. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. And he said, And today, that to me is greater than being killed. It's better to me than you being killed by swords. Do you understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why? Because, bro, like, bro, you know, you know, you know the mujahid. Every swing of his sword, yeah. Or every, every, every swing of his sword, or every, every cock back of his gun. Yeah. Every time he fills up his mag, bro, it's between ahkam. Yeah, he, as uh, I think it's Abu Abid ibn Qasim Salam. He said also, he said, with every swing of the mujahid sword, it's between the parameters of ilm. When he strikes, is it is it a woman? Is it a, is it a child that you're swinging on next? Is it is it someone who's you know who, who, who might be another Muslim? Like remember, I was... give yeah, I give an example. Nowadays people have a warped mentality of you know jihad. Uh, you can blow up innocent people in the streets, mm -hmm. even though they're kufar. Yeah. Yeah. Akhi, the Prophet said you can't even harm trees. Yeah. You can't harm trees. Yeah. And these people want to want to harm what? Innocent people. Civilians. He's a kafir. I don't care if he's a kafir. The prophet said you can't kill him. Yeah, yeah. So my, my point here is, Akhi, 
is that just just on that point, you know, yeah. I think there's something I wanted to I was gonna touch upon earlier, God. which I think is quite important based on what you've mentioned. So you've mentioned, right? There might be some non-Muslim watching this as well. Uh, even for the Muslims might have, might have picked up on this as well. So you mentioned that Ibn Taymiyyah said that when the Muslims are weak, they implement the ayat of sabr. Yeah. And when they're strong, they implement the ayat of jihad. So right now we're weak, right? Yeah. As you said. Does that mean, for example, look, we're living in the UK, right now we're weak, so we're implementing sabr. But as soon as, you know, like, for example, well, I don't know, like, you know, they've given us, they've allowed us to live here in this country with them, we've got passports, we've got... Yeah. So does that mean as soon as we're now strong enough, as soon as we've got a group now, that we're going to go out and start doing jihad against them? Is it, it, whilst we're living here? Whilst we're living, like, yeah, like, we're here, we're living amongst them. Right now we're ayat of sabr, because we're weak. But as soon as we get some strength, bang, we're just going to go out and start doing jihad with all the kuffar that we live No, with. because the kuffar are of four types. And you can only fight one type of kafir. You know when the Prophet ﷺ said, Allah. Allah. The Prophet ﷺ said, I was commanded to fight the, uh, the, the people until they say, La ilaha illallah. That's not talking about every kafir, each and each and every single place, because there's external evidences that show us the kuffar are divided into four categories. The only type you're allowed to fight is one, which is a kafir, a harbi, a kafir who's in a state of war with you. He's actively He's fighting you. Exactly. The other one is a kafir, which is a uh, one who's a limbi, who's under Muslim protection. Yeah. You can't fight him. Okay. Then there's the mustatmi, who the Muslims allow him to come into their country, and the Muslims give him security and safety, like an ambassador, for example. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has. To, you have to protect him now. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You kill him. That's hellfire for you, even though he's a kafir. Yeah. Then there's the muahid, the one that there's a contract, a treaty with. You live with the kuffar here, right? Yeah. You're in peace treaty with them. Your passport is a contract mm. of peace with them. Yeah. If you if you ever wanted to fight them, you can't fight them living in your country. You have to go back home. Mm. You have to give up your passport. Give you, you can't fight them whilst you're in a state of peace with them. Yeah. That's treachery. Mm -hmm. The Prophet mm -hmm. never deceived. When he went into Medina, the first thing Prophet did is he made treaties with all the tribes. All the Jewish tribes he made treaties with them. The Prophet never broke one. They broke it with him, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He never fought them, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, whilst he was in treaty. Once they broke the treaty, then he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He what? He uh, he, went, uh, he he progressed to the next stage with them, which sometimes meant battle. Yeah. But they broke the treaty. Uh -huh, uh -huh. You live with them. Uh -huh. You want to go kill your neighbor and you live with him? Yeah. He expects peace from you. How ridiculous is that? Yeah. Akhi, when the Prophet was brought a man whom he said, if you see him, kill him in Mecca. Yeah. But the man came to Uthman, Uthman gave him safety. And then when they brought him to the Prophet and said, Uthman gave him safety. The Prophet said, why did any, any of you not just kill him before Uthman came, like, brought that? Before the safety was given to him? I mean, the safety is a serious thing. Yeah, but then what did he do? This companion said, Ya Rasul, why didn't you just wink at us? The Prophet said, the, the Prophet said, it doesn't befit a Prophet to have an eye of a deceit. A deceiving eye. As in for me to wink. As in, yeah, kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Abedin. And you want to kill your neighbours? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. live with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You freak. It's not normal. Yeah, yeah. You're mentally insane, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mental, Akhi. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna kill people that you. I'm saying, I'm saying, <coughs> if you want to give, at least give your passport in. Go to a Muslim country. Yeah. Go to your Muslim ruler. Yeah. Seek permission from him. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, tell me Muslim was a kafir. Then you're khariji. We have a different problem with you. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. then let's let's get down to it. Then, then, then your issue with me is not issue of jihad. Your issue with me is issue of aqidah. Yeah, yeah. Because you're taking the ayah, the ayah, you're taking the ayah 
Well, uh, the ayat of hukum yakhayna ma'az Allah apart. That's a different discussion. Do you understand my point here? Do you understand my point here? So it goes deep. But at the same time, can you understand where someone might come from? Because all they see is yeah, talking understand. negatively about no, jihad. No, I'm not talking negatively about jihad. They can't say that. I'm not talking negatively. Oh, you're always in the context of it being no. less than something else. But, it, but but there are things that it's less. No, no, but For example, look at have this. Have you ever mentioned the virtues of jihad? I have. And I've done it at the beginning of this. Okay, I'm, that's it now no, because we're addressing the issue. Actually, even when I did my, my series on the days of Hajar Knowledge College, uh, YouTube channel. Yeah. And I mentioned the hadith about the issue of jihad. And I said, look how virtuous jihad is. And look at the reward of jihad. Yet. You know, I'm, I'm, to show the contrast of the how virtuous those 10 days are, you have to mention the virtue of jihad because the Prophet said it's better than jihad. 100%. Look, I'll give another example. Go on. You want to talk about jihad? Jihad? You want to do jihad? Okay, do this then. Allah said, وَجَاهِدْهُمْ bihi. Allah commanded. You want to do jihad? Yeah. This is the jihad you can do. Go on. But you're not going to do it though. If you're not going to do it, don't ever talk about jihad then. So, so. Go play Call of Duty. Don't ever comment on my thing and tell me about jihad. Don't tell me I'm don't don't tell me oh I said I send the other. Go play Call of Duty. Do you understand? <laughs> Allah said Wajahid Humbihi. Allah said do jihad with them. Jihad and Kabira. A mighty jihad. What jihad is this? The Quran. Allah told the Prophet Jahid Wajahid Humbihi Jihad and Kabira. Do jihad with them. The jihad with the Quran. Okay. What, recite it as in, with the Quran, use the Quran, refute them, advise them, call them, bring them to Islam. Do you understand? Yeah. Pay attention. Sheikh. Knowledge based. Say that again? A knowledge based. Jihad Akhima, based. You can't recite Fatiha. Mm. You're talking to me about jihad. Yeah. You can't even do jihad with the Quran. Yeah, yeah. You can't do. Do you know what the Quran said? You want to talk to a kafir, you're talking about philosophy. You're talking to me about jihad, you can't, you talk, you, when you quote, talk to the Christians, you use the Bible more than the book of Allah. Yeah. You got, you do jihad with them with their own kitab. Allah didn't tell you to do jihad with the Bible. Mm-hmm. Do jihad with the Quran. Yeah, yeah. Study the Quran. Yeah. Refute the innovators. The innovators are more harmful for you than what? Than the? Than the kuffar. Ibn Taymiyyah at the beginning of his minhaj, Sunnah Tanabu, he said, when, when, when the kuffar come into your land and they spill your blood and they rape your women, which is bad. But what have they done? They're taking your dunya away. When the Mubtadi'ah come, the innovators come, they stand on the member, they give you khutbah, they take your akhirah away. Because they corrupt your religion. Yeah, yeah. And you become for the 72 sects, it's gonna go into the hellfire. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? So do jihad with the innovators. Can I tell you something right now? Because you don't know your own book, the kuffar are destroying you and me and they don't even have to pick up a sword against us. Mm. They just open shubuhat. Mm. They teach you, hey, listen. They teach you what? They teach you what? It's you, your Quran is not preserved. Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. It's you what? Liberal. Be liberal. Yeah. They open shubuhat on the Muslims. Yeah. Listen to me. Yeah. The kuffar, they are destroying the Muslims without even lifting a sword. Mm. Mm. They're using, because we don't do jihad with the Quran, yeah. because we don't do jihad with the Quran, yeah. and we don't have something to protect our deen, yeah. they're destroying us without even picking up a sword. Mm. They're destroying us for our religion. You're telling me about jihad. And you're sitting there with a Nike t-shirt. The name of another god. Nike is what? So that the killing of Allah can be uliya high. And you got Nike in the name of another god. And you got a cheek to tell me about jihad. And you got Nike shoes. Yeah. Do you understand? So, for me it's a joke. Like you've got it all wrong. Do you understand? So, So I'm saying learn your book. Learn your religion. The Prophet taught that the Prophet what did he do? He taught what Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He saw his companions being oppressed. 
he used to walk out and see Sumayya radiallahu ta'ala anha being tortured by Abu Jahl. Yeah. He would say, Fasbir, Ala Yasir. Fasbir, Ya Ala Yasir. He would say, Be patient, O family of Yasir. Mm-hmm. Be patient. Mm-hmm. You will have Jannah. She was cured by Abu, Abu Jahl putting a spear between her private parts. You can't tell me that you have more shyness for the women of this ummah than the Prophet But it wasn't a time for jihad because if the Muslims went in at that time, they were still learning Tawheed, they were still learning Sunnah. They hadn't understood it properly yet. They weren't ready for it. In Badr, they were ready. They were ready, Akhi. What were they doing? They were taking out trees. Akhi, they were taking out a bunch of trees. Look at this ayah I have here. To show you, Akhi. The way Allah Azza wa Jal will help you will lie. The way Allah can help you, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He doesn't even need you. If you're really concerned and it's victory that you want, yeah, mm. Akhi, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He don't even need you don't even need to fight. Allah can give you victory without you even fighting. Look what Allah Azza wa Jal said. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, this eye is powerful. Yeah. The Jews they thought that their fortresses could protect them from Allah. Like imagine you've got a fortress, right? Mm. How, how are the Muslims going to get in? You're protected, right? Mm-hmm. Your house is protected and what? Your body is protected, right? Yeah. Allah attacked them from a place they could have never imagined. They thought, mm-hmm. we're in our fortress. We won, we're safe. Yeah, yeah. Allah said, Allah attacked them from a place they couldn't imagine. Allah placed inside of their hearts fear. Allah put terror inside of them. Allah destroyed them internally. To such an extent that what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, uh, Allah said, They started to destroy their own houses with their own hands. He says they started to demolish their own house with their own hands. Allah will make the kafir kill himself. Do you know what I'm saying? But this is what? Sahaba were getting these victories. How? How were getting these victories? Because what? They were coming with Tawheed. Even the battle of Ahzab that you mentioned, Akhi. Well, it's a scary battle. It's a yeah. battle that Allah has described in a way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He didn't describe any of a battle, Akhi. It was very, very scary for the Muslims. They had came and they had surrounded the Muslims all over. And how did Allah give victory for them? How did Allah give victory to them? Allah said, إِذْ جَاءُكُمْ مِنْ فَوْقِكُمْ وَمِنْ أَسْفَلَ مِنْكُمْ وَإِذْ زَاغَتِ الْأَبْصَارُ وَبَلَغَتِ الْقُلُوبُ الْحَنَاجِرَ وَتَظُنُّونَ بِاللَّهِ الظُّنُونَ هُنَا لِكَبْتُلِيَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ وَزُلْزِلُوا زِلْزَالٍ شَدِيدًا Allah never described any battle like he described this battle, you know, the battle of Ahzab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, they came to you, مِنْ فَوْقِكُمْ They came from above you and below you, okay? Some of the Mufassins said meaning that they came outside, they surrounded you, and from inside, i.e. the, you know, the Jews who had betrayed the Muslims from within the city of Medina. And he said, What? That Allah said, Your throats, your heart went into your throats. Mm-hmm. It was a hard battle. Yeah. yeah. But how did Allah give victory? Allah said, Allah said, Allah repelled the kafar. Allah sent them a cold wind. They couldn't light a fire, they couldn't light anything, they couldn't survive. Akhi. Meaning, ultimately, victory is from Allah. Allah said, Allah is sufficient for the believers when it comes to fighting. But you don't know Allah. That's my point. Hmm. Ibn Taymiyyah, when he done jihad with the Mongols, yeah. the, he saw the people picking up the swords. Yeah. He said, hey, put down your weapons, put down your weapons. He said, Wallahi, you're not going to win today. He said, what? He said, you didn't come with a reason for Allah to give you victory. Why would Allah give you victory? Yeah. 
يو دونت نو تو ايت يو اكيد از ماست اب يو سم سوفي يو سم سوفي يو سم بدعه ستاف يو نو سين هي تو دم عقيده هي تو دم وقت توحيد and then he gathered the army himself from damascus he went to egypt to gather an army from egypt he brought them together and when he was lining up the ranks of the muslims get ready for battle against the mongols what did he say what did he say he said today is we're going to get victory someone said they said qul inshallah shaykh al-islam he said say inshallah you know what he said he said inshallah but it's not them inshallah where you just say it for kicks this is inshallah with certainty allah's going to give us victory you know why because we came with a reason for allah to give us victory we came with tawhid and sunnah yeah, huh? the conditions of victory yeah and that's why i just want to mention this last ayah which imam ibn al-qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala he's got a kitab called furusiyat al-muhammadiyah furusiyat al-muhammadiyah and in this kitab he mentioned uh the dome of victory he mentioned the dome of victory is these following is these two verses in Surah Al-Anfal and Surah Al-Anfal for those of you who keep talking about jihad, jihad, jihad you need to study the Surah because that Surah is a Surah how Allah prepared the believers for victory do you understand? Yeah. so what did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? this Surah say so these two verses they mention five things these five things will give you victory without these five things you will never have victory do you understand? so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu O you who believe إذا لقيتم فئة فثبتوا Allah said, Oh, you who believe, when you see the army, when you see the enemy, Fathbitu be firm. Be what? Be firm. These brothers don't come fedger in the masjid, man. They're not firm fedger in the masjid. Their feet aren't firm qiyam al at night. Their feet aren't firm qiyam al at night. Yeah. How are your feet going to be firm when the enemy comes to you? Mm. When death is looking you down the eye? Mm. How are you going to be firm? Yeah. I laugh because of the irony. Yeah. Allah said, remember Allah. Kathiran, a lot. تفلحون, so that you can be successful. Do dhikr. Mm. Do you do dhikr? Do you say fajr? And do you do dhikr? Do you do adhkar? Yeah. These are the people who gain victory. Allah said, when you see your enemy, فَثْبِتُوا بِفَهْمْ وَذْكُرُ yeah. Do dhikr. لا إله إلا الله. The adhkar the person would recite The isti'ada he would seek from Allah When he would see an enemy Do you know these du'as? Have you learned the du'a? Do you understand? So two things What? Keep your feet firm Number two Number two Dhikr Okay And then number three Look at this Obey Allah and his messenger Tawheed and sunnah ya ikhwa Obey Allah and His Messenger. If you don't obey Allah, you don't obey His Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you did not come with the third condition, third reason for victory. We're not even talking about conditions of jihad. You may be doing jihad and get yourself violated. This is you've come with the conditions of jihad. That's about victory, getting the Now it's about you're in jihad. How are you going to get the victory? Yeah. These five things. So what? Dhikr. It's bad. What? Obey Allah and His Messenger. Akhi, you... Don't grow your beard. Tell me khilaf, khilaf. Grow khilaf on your face. Jihad, jihad. Do jihad with your face. Do jihad with your face. Yeah. Grow your beard. Yeah. Do jihad with your trousers below your ankles. In your own household, basically. Do jihad with your hand, you bash. But they, they don't stay bash, bro. But do jihad with your hand. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. So you tell me, you tell me what? I'm going to do jihad. Obey Allah and his message. You keep disobeying them, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. With your family as well. Establish sharia yeah, in your so household. Yes, establish sharia in your household. You don't have deal in your house. Yeah. You know your family, but you, what are you doing to show them? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I'm saying, 
Obi Allah and his messengers, Abu Bakr Siddiq said that I fear that I would disobey one thing from the Sunnah of the Messenger and I would become misguided. Mm-hmm. One thing he said, I don't disobey from the Prophet. Whatever he did, I did it. So, what then? The third thing, and do not disunite. If you disunite, what will happen? If you argue, if you argue, what will happen? Your strength will go. Ibn Qayyim said, when the Muslim army disunites because of argumentation, it's like they've given another army to their enemy to fight them with. But right now, you people, you claim unity, but you're, argue, you're, you're disunited. Sufi, Ikhwani, you're gonna. How, how do you expect. <laughs> how do you expect in the battlefield to not fight? Bruv, you're HT, you're Tikfiri. Your Sufi, your Qaburi, he's gonna raise his hand and say, Ya Abdul Qadir Jalani, help me. Tikfir goes, hey, 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 Mushrik. Which is correct, he's a Mushrik, yeah. But he says, Tikfir is for anything, he's Mushrik to him. But I'm, I'm, I'm saying. Um, the Tikfiri will do Tikfir of the guy who's in charge of all of them. All of them, he's saying, and, the like, yeah. and, he, and then he's gonna say, Look, look, we're fighting behind the ruler. He's saying, What do you mean, the ruler's a kafir? <laughs> I'm yeah, saying, Bro, yeah, yeah. you lot, so of course you lot are gonna argue. You know why? Because you don't have to read in Sunnah. Mm. And then what did Allah say after that? Allah said, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, after that, what's Biru? Be patient. Inna Allah Allah gives victory. Allah is with those who are patient. So, brother, you're not patient. Mm. Do you understand? You're mm. not patient. Mm-hmm. So, so what is patience? What is sabr? Have you have you have you looked into sabr? Do you know Ibn Qayyim is a kitab on sabr and shukr? Do you know that the, uh, there, there's a narration that mentions that sabr is half of iman? What is the half of iman that sabr is? Do you know what sabr is? Shall we study some sabr? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because because uh, you, you can say jihad, bro, but it's not going to come to you other than that. And you know the final thing I want to mention, yeah, is that really. You know, is the to, 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 like I said, I want to bring you back to the point about wajahidun bihi jihadan kabira. Do jihad with the mighty jihad, yeah, which is the Quran Allah was talking about. Why do you want jihad? Because you want to get a good reward for something big, yeah? So doing the jihad when you haven't met the conditions of jihad and the conditions of victory and you don't know la ilaha illallah and Muhammad which is the foundation of it, your jihad is a bid'i jihad anyway. So that's an innovation, your jihad will take you to the hellfire. It's not even jihad, it's fitna. Do you understand? But if you really, you say you want jihad and you look around and you say we don't have a ruler and you know we're living in a state of safety and peace and you know uh, we, 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 we don't have war and there's no leader, there's no clear-cut banner that we're fighting under. You don't have the conditions of jihad, you don't have them, right? But you say, I would love the reward of a mujahid though. Mm. But how do I get that reward? I tell you I can get reward greater than a mujahid. Greater than Without a mujahid. Without doing jihad? With, yeah, it is a jihad though. Of course it's a jihad. Mm. It's, but, it's, but it's greater than jihad on the battlefield. What is it? You know in the ayah where Allah mentioned the four categories When Nabiyeen and Nabiyeen As-Siddiqeen The Prophets, the truthful ones Was-Shuhada the martyrs Was-Salihin the righteous ones These are the four categories This is the hierarchy of the believers Who are at the top? Prophets Prophets Who is second? Siddiqeen The truthful ones Siddiqeen It doesn't mean he just doesn't tell a lie Of course he doesn't tell a lie But it means something else Okay And what's the third one? Martyrs And then what's after the martyrs? Righteous The numerous righteous people Pay attention now Martyrs came opposition Third Third How do we know that the order they're mentioning Shows their Virtue in, is in the order This is where the scholars explain it It's going to be, go beyond the scope of our discussion Even Allah mentions prophets first And whatever have you But that's going to be long I, I don't think anyone's going to dispute that They can look it up They can read Miftah Dar al-Sa'ada by Ibn Qayyim they can look up the tafsir of the ulama. They can look. It's not going to be hard for them to find. But just to keep it short, because we've already gone over time. So, an-Nabiyin, 
profits. Yeah. Are you ever going to be a prophet? No. So you can never be the first. No. What's the second? As-Siddiqeen. Yeah. Which is what? There's actually an ayah that they used to show the Khilafah of Bakr because he was the greatest Siddiq of this Ummah. So after the Prophets, who's the next? Siddiq. So some of the scholars actually use this ayah as a delil to answer your question. Yeah. But how do you know it goes in that order? Is after the Nabi, is what? The Siddiq takes over. And they said this was a delil for Abu Bakr Siddiq to become a Khalifa of the Prophet. There's a lot, there's a lot, but I don't want to go into it. The point is what? The Prophets, would you ever be a Prophet? No. But you could be a Siddiq, which is one level below a Prophet, but above a? Mujahid. Above a martyr. Above a martyr. Not a Mujahid, but above a martyr. Yeah. Okay? Pay attention now. What's a Siddiq? It's a scholar. It's a man of knowledge. It's a person with ilm. Allah said, Allah said, As for the people of knowledge, we raise them above everyone else. They're the highest. Waratatul Anbiya, as the Prophet said, the inheritors of the Prophet. Imam Ibn Qayyim in his Miftahdar al-Sa'adah, he talks about the virtues of knowledge. He mentioned the one who seeks knowledge of this religion to defend it. To do jihad. Jihad of knowledge. Mm. He is going to be one step below the prophets. Yeah. One step above the martyrs. From the Siddiqeen. Do you understand? So if you want it, if you really want it, my brother, bro, go out and seek knowledge. Sit down in a circle of knowledge. Break your back, make your thighs numb, pull out a pen and paper, go memorize Quran, fix your tajweed, learn tawheed, learn aqidah, learn fiqh, learn istinja, how to wash your private parts, how to clean your bum, how to learn about, how your, about your wife's menstrual cycle. Stop going to another man and asking him about that which comes out of your wife's private parts. Of course, if you don't know, you, you need to ask. I'm not saying don't. But like, how long are you going to be dependent on another man to tell you what your wife's period situation is? Mm. Do you understand? Yeah. My brother, go out there, seek knowledge. Defend this deen against the kuffar and the mubtadi'ah, right? And this is why yeah. Imam, and I'll leave it here, inshallah ta'ala. Imam, Muhammad ibn Yahya, Dhuhli, uh, Imam Yahya ibn Yahya. And when Muhammad ibn uh, Muhammad al-Dhuhri spoke to Yahya ibn Yahya, he said, Yahya said, the jihad, he said, sorry, he said, defending the sunnah, he said, defending the sunnah is greater than jihad fi sabidillah. It's greater than fighting the Prophet of Allah. Yeah. He said, what? He said, a man, a rajul, yunfiqu malah, wa yut'ibu nafsah, wa yujahid, he said, a man, he spends his wealth. <laughs> he ties himself out and he does jihad. You're telling me that what defending the sunnah is better than this? He said, na'am bi kathir. He said, yes, it's a lot by a, it's better by a lot. Oh. Imam al-Humaydi said, la'an aghzuwa alladheena yuradduna hadith al-nabi sallallahu alayhi wa he said for me he said wallahi for me to go and fight to go into battle he doesn't mean physical battle he means like a uh, academic battle for me to go and fight refute to debunk to respond the people who reject the hadith of the prophet sallallahu mm. is more beloved for me to, than for me to go and fight the, the, the kuffar this is why we made that promo <laughs> do you understand this is why. 
Ain't no one here, Ahi sell out. Ain't no one scared to talk the truth how it is, bro. Reality of the matter is that, bro, you just want shortcuts. You just want shortcuts. Or you want to feel good. I remember when I started practicing, you know, you, you know, you get hyped and you hear about the verses which you had. I remember the brother gave me that or he said to me, listen, bro, stop being a you. So you're a you. It's getting gas. Yeah, he said, getting gas, Ahi. They go to saying Call of Duty. Mm. He said, if you're really about this, bro, he goes, do it. And like, bro, how, to me, how are you gonna, how are you gonna do jihad, bro? You don't pray Fajr in the masjid, bro. You don't pray Qiyamul Layl. Mm. You don't. Bro, be real, man. Like, well, you know, it's one girl. You know why I made this video? Because there's one girl that annoyed me in it. In my DMs. You seen it, huh? She was commenting. She goes, I'm triggered now. <laughs> Underneath the video, on it. Same but, one. Yeah, she goes, oh, I'm so triggered. Like, what do you mean you're triggered? What do you mean, sister, you're triggered? Like, how are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> triggered. <laughs> I must say to her, I said, why don't you jump onto the CSS session so we could talk? She's like, no, go seek knowledge or... Well, yeah, I mean, I thank you for the advice, but <laughs> she annoyed me, I can't lie. Well, you want yourself a look at ISIS, man? Mm. Do you understand? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can tell you, you wanted to get that off your chest. Prob you know what, because they're trying to make me out like some joke, man, Akhi. <laughs> yeah. I'm not no joke, man, Akhi. We're talking mm. about jihad, we speak the haq, where it is, how it is, but it's just the In truth. In the right way, yeah. Yeah, we're speaking, man, Akhi, the Prophet was told, hold back your hands, don't fight. Mm. Prophet, I'm not better than the Prophet Yeah. Calm, I think we'll end the episode there. Uh, but before we did, obviously, we're in a... Um, <laughs> We're in a convertible, right? Yeah, drop the top, bro. So you might as well drop the top, innit? And we'll go for a little, quick little spin. Little spin, yeah. And so where's, uh, where's, where's, that, where's the other camera? Ooh, damn, look at the camera. No, it's just going to be... Uh, oh, we came overexposed. <laughs> <laughs> Your mum won't even let you have a motorbike. How's she going to let you do that? Let's have a look, so we'll see right now. So far, we've been driving quite a car. Should we do a number two of that?
why we did the jihad episode in this car, yeah? <laughs> I showed him how to cut banks. 